0: All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Friday, May the 5th. Bucket, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton.
1: Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, this is coming out on May 5th, but we are recording it at the very, very end of May the 4th be with you. Oh,
0: I was... I, I, I was trying to avoid that. Did you see that? I was trying it, I, I, You know what I I did see then? that and I
1: felt this was an opportunity to to sort of agitate you so I I just okay. set me off. Yes. Thank
0: you. Because what happened during this intro? Okay. And we're going behind the scenes a little bit. Okay. And we're going to talk about guardians obviously. Yeah. I looked up at the date on my computer mm. as I was saying the date and saw that it was May the 4th yep. and I cringed. Yes. Yeah. And that was, and if you are a YouTube subscriber, which if you're not, why not, huh? huh. You'll see me. I mean, I'm really blocked a lot by my, by my, setup no, but here.
1: we could see your eyes cringing.
0: The, the eyes yeah. w- showed it. Yeah. There was a full body sort of, uh, disgusted reaction mm-hmm. to that insepid meme.
1: Yes. yes. That
0: is May the 4th dot, dot, dot. So yes, we were I was trying to avoid making that sort of dork culture reference, and you made sure to slip it in. So I uh, I'm not gonna say I thank you for that I, because it's the opposite of thanking you for that.
1: Yes, it's it's hate. So I uh,
0: I hate you for that.
1: I was on the subway today because Recoso to leaves we live in New York City, and I know the listeners are probably thinking Pat, how come you weren't in a town car limo? But I, I was i was riding the train because riding public transportation also gives you a better sense of what the box office movie going public is, is like. So I, I like to. Well, especially on a Thursday when people are buzzing about what they're going to see this weekend. Exactly. But today is May the 4th be with you. And on the subway, I did see some cosplayers. There was a Princess Leia and a Ray together. And I forget what their relationship in these star Wars movies. And I don't know if they were mother and daughter, if they were sisters, I don't remember anymore, but the uh, two people were on the subway, full character garb. And they're talking about the last movie, star Wars rise of the skywalkers. And uh, saying something about how the emperor, uh, they shouldn't have done the emperor being cloned or whatever happened in that movie. We've all forgotten. and, I was very close to, I didn't get involved, but I did want to jump in with some box office numbers, talk about how that movie was a giant bomb at the box office and is the reason why we haven't had a Star Wars movie in now going on four, five years at this point. That came out December 2019, because they were talking about... How come there hasn't been a new movie? We love these shows, but how come there hasn't been a new movie? And I want to tell them the reason is because the 2019 Star Wars movie was such a disaster at the box office that the entire Star Wars franchise has been tarnished. The box. Office. I didn't do that. I stayed out of it and just got off of my stop. But that is my yeah. my box office story for today. May the fourth be with you, Clayton. That's why you
0: need to get cards and we need to get cards for our Mm -hmm. podcast so you could have just handed that card to them
1: yes and said just listen
0: and say search for star wars
1: yes um so so
0: it's interesting Uh, we'll get to guardians but pat i did not realize like he's like we were talking earlier until i looked up at at what day it was i was severely under the weather today okay and I thought that it possibly could be about of MCU flu. Wow. Which which, which previously had, I had DCEU flu, which was way worse than this. This is nothing compared to what I had.
1: So one then, doesn't make you immune to the other. Like the fact that you had DCEU no. flu just earlier this year from Shazam, yeah. the antibodies from that don't protect you from MCU flu.
0: No, no, but I think it may have been about of uh, Star Wars Influenza uh, instead, mm-hmm. because it's May the 4th. Yeah, so and so I around. feel like I'll be better tomorrow, possibly, because this feels to be like a one-day sort of thing. So I am not going to say I have MCU flu. I'm going to say that I have Star Wars Influenza.
1: So here's the thing. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out this weekend comes out it's it's it's, people are seeing it tonight in thursday previews as we record this i mean david thompson frequent guest host of the direct podcast our marvel expert we were trying to get him for this episode the reason he couldn't be on is because he is currently at a screening of guardians of the galaxy volume three and this is a two and a half hour movie so Uh uh-huh i mean this is, this, is, this is it. This is the capper of the trilogy. It's James Gunn's swan song to all of the MCU. It's the end of the road for the Guardians. And is this going to be the type of movie that makes people happy and healthy? Or is this opening weekend going to be a, a cause of people getting MCU flu? I mean that that's a thing here. This is not a this is not a slam doink anymore. Guardians and this opening weekend box office could actually possibly make people sick. So Clayton, as we stand here Thursday night, the opening weekend of Guardians of the Galaxy, I know you're sick, but how are you in general feeling about this opening weekend?
0: Well, so a lot of people are saying that this film, having they've seen it, mm-hmm. and they're reporting that this feels like the actual end mm-hmm. of the whole sort of end game, like Iron Man 2 end game universe that is the MCU, right? They're kind of the last standing group that has not had their farewell,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: And so... There is, I feel like, going to be interest because of that, because that is how people finally remember the MCU, those films. Right. Them being part of that whole big, huge opus. Right. Right. And to have this be the true end of that could add some money to the box office, right? Because... It's, it won't just be the hardcore Marvel stands. It it will be people who went and saw those movies because it was the trendy thing. It was in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. They may say, you know what? One last dance. Let's do it. Let's go see this Guardians 3, say goodbye to our friends, mm-hmm. and then never see a Marvel movie again. That is my intention. I have said it on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I've said it in, in our our personal conversations. No. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be the last superhero movie I watch.
1: Wow! Because so I'm done all of superhero movies. So you are saying? Remember, yeah. there are X Men movies. There are Batman. Movies. I don't
0: care. There's. I don't care.
1: There's Joker directed by Todd Phillips. You know those. I don't are, care. Th- this is it. You will not see a superhero movie. I mean, again, I feel I, like this I will is see Joker.
0: I will say Joker is on the edge there for me. I I I don't see that as a superhero movie because Joker is next to Leo the biggest star we have. Right, right. That is a star-driven movie. Right, and uh, I do think that that is a movie I will be able to see without it being a quote unquote superhero movie. The ones I'm referring to are the, you know jokey special effects laid in third act is just mumbo jumbo bullshit so aliens MCU, that you have to defeat so this
1: is the this no. is possibly the last mcu movie
0: you will see and dcu like i'll see joker too but i'm not going to see the flash like i'm not going to see that movie Interesting. all right, right so that's sort of thing. well let's let's but okay here's what i here's what i want to say because i'm getting to it mm-hmm. uh pat is that from what i hear though on the other end here is that this is a dark somber movie mm. and are people going to be into it like are they still emotionally enough connected to these characters to want to see a sad movie with a crying raccoon right right with a drax that is crying with a voice of mario that is uh, crying right you, right you know like is that something that people want to see to kick off the summer that's going to be the big question mark here. Is, mm-hmm. is the emotion there for these characters and this brand that they want to be bummed out? Right.
1: because that and that's And that's the big question. That was one of the big draws of the first and even the second Guardians is just the promise of how fun these characters were going to be.
0: You know, mm-hmm. the foul
1: mouth raccoon and Chris Pratt, when that first movie came out, it was at the height of oh, look, the funny guy from Parks and Rec got ripped and is quippy and all these 80s songs, and it was yeah. just going to be fun, fun, fun. And now we're getting the which one of these guardians is going to die type of build. Yeah. Which there is always, listen, there there is always a lot of interest in that type of sell you know, you got your third yeah. Nolan Batman movie and there's the, is Batman going to die in this one? Or the last James Bond is James Bond. Gonna... So there's definitely a selling point to be had of, are these characters going to die? But I agree. I don't think that's as good of a selling point as, Hey, these characters are going to be fun and jokey and have a good time, you know, which and, and James Gunn
0: has always had a darker sensibility. He's, added, you know, pathos into his movie. So it's not like they were all goofball-like right. hijinks, but this one seems especially sober.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, the, here's the deal. This is not tracking to open as big as the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I mean, the second Guardians of the Galaxy opened to what, like 140 domestic Uh, back when it came out in 2017, and you know the track the tracking for this now is
0: 146, 146. 146.5.
1: So there's no tracking and no predictions out there that say this movie is going to get to that height. I mean, and I don't think either of us are gonna are gonna buck the trend and predict this one to open anywhere close to that. So now. Listen, there is no world in which this opens, quote-unquote, poorly. I don't see a a shocking situation in which this opens at like 88 million and comes in below like Shang-Chi did in, you know, uh, 2021. That's not going to happen. But the fact that there's not even a chance of this movie opening up near what the second one did does show and is further proof that the MCU is in some level of decline. It's not going away. Huh? It's not a huh. it's not a disaster. Huh? It's not gonna end huh. tomorrow. Huh? But it's another sign that this entire endeavor could be in decline. Clayton, let me throw this out there. What is the Mario factor this weekend? Chris Pratt, star of the Super Mario Brothers movie, the voice of Mario, he's competing. With himself, Mario is on track to maybe end up being the biggest movie of the year. It's going into its fifth weekend. Is is there some uh, the, the the word of the the last month cannibalization in, in in terms of Pratt versus Pratt this weekend at the box office? Is this another Renfield versus the Pope's Exorcist, where yeah, you've got I mean, two Pratts uh, going up against each other? And now people have to choose.
0: I mean, I feel like the tracking on Mario's fifth weekend is that it's going to track to the best fifth weekend for an animated movie. It's mm-hmm. already shattered every like weekend box office record that an animated film has had. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to believe that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, when there's a big movie that people love still out that's rewatchable, I think it's always going to bite into the box office a little bit. I mean, Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy is tracking from 105 to 125. So if this thing makes 105, that means it will open lower than Quantum Mania. Mm. I mean, do you wow. see a world in which that happens? Do you see a world in which this makes a hundred million dollars even or one hundred five?
1: Oh my god, that that to me feels too low. It it feels too low. That that I think is the is the quote unquote disaster part. If Guardians opens below Quantumania, we come here on Monday and we declare this opening weekend a disaster. I will say that right now. This movie okay. has to open bigger than Quantumania. Mm-hmm. It absolutely has to. Because I mean, it will be leggier than Quantumania. You know, the reviews on this are good. They're not great, but they are in the high 70s on Rotten Tomato. And it's going to be a better movie than Ant-Man 3 Quantumania. It just yeah, is. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's probably going to be a better movie than Marvel has released in
1: years. In year, Oh, for sure. Uh, although people love No Way Home, but whatever. But that's that third Spider-Man aside... It, it will be but
0: critically the, that's not a that's i mean uh, that's not a i mean I don't, people wanted it critics, to be up for uh, but we're not
1: critics huh? but uh, people yeah. wanted it to be up for best picture that year but that's insane that's insane but yes this will be the best uh, the best MCU movie in years but is that going to be enough for this to be particularly leggy in a way that Quantumania wasn't it will be leggyer but if this opens to Quantumania numbers the end result is going to be that Guardians is a quote unquote failure at the uh you yeah. know, for for what these movies were expected to do. This has to open up, I would say, at 110 to be considered like we could all take a deep breath and it did well. If this opens up at 101 or under and and it's it's not as big as Quantum opening weekend. We come here on Monday and we declare it a disaster. That's what I'm prepared well, to say. Pat,
0: the fact that we even are questioning this it shows and points to Marvel's decline as a sturdy brand. Like you said, they're not going away, uh-huh. and we'd have to have a few outright bombs. Yes, for and which I think there's a stretch of movies coming up. That could be those outright bumps. I mean, starting with Marvels, that thing is going to crater and tank. But th- right now, the fact that we're even questioning whether this movie is going to make less than Quantumania shows that waning influence. So if this movie were to open at one oh five or one ten, mm-hmm. that would put it I mean, that would put it under a lot of movies other than Ant-Man and Wasp movies. But I'm trying to see, like, what was one that opened to 110? I, mean, I mean, even that's putting it, even something. I mean, that's only that's that's only 15. That's only 15 more than the original Guardians came out at, right? And that was an unknown quantity
1: at that point, right? I mean, even something like Black Widow, which came out in the immediate. You know, post quote unquote post COVID. You know, the 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 movie theaters had just opened summer of 2021. That movie opened up to. I'm looking up now, but I think it was like 90 million, 80 million. Okay, so that that is a lot lower, 80 million. But that was also day and day. You know, PVOD. On and D they plus. were saying
0: the PVO PVOD numbers were like 20 or so. And they were saying that that movie would have made over a hundred. Would have made over a hundred that stuff. In.
1: So you know. Guardians opening to low 100 when Black Widow opened to 80 and Chang chi did 90 in, you know, September of 2021. That is low. That is up. Again, we'll see. I mean, here's, I'll throw this out there. So David Thompson, Marvel superhero expert, co-host of the direct podcast, great prognosticator when it comes to this stuff. He yep. sent me a number that he's going with, and it is 125 million. So that is his projected opening weekend. And this is a guy who is out there with the fans. He knows yeah. these comic book folks. And he he puts his finger out into the wind. And he can sense which way the wind is blowing when it comes to his comic book movies. And he says 125. So he's so on that's the, at the high end, end of
0: the tracking.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and Austin want to be oh boy. Austin also sent us a great email as always. Yep. Keep them coming. We love them. Austin. He's also going 125. He's a, so those mm. are the youngsters. Yeah. They are tapped into whether or not Marvel has completely lost it as a cool brand. Mm-hmm. And in my estimation, they lost it a long time ago, but that's because I'm a curmudgeon. I never yes, was a, a super uh, Marvel fan anyway. Right. And I was always talking about the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Yeah. And when you say that enough, eventually the sky does fall, which is what we're seeing. And um, it's not going to happen right now, not no. with this, this movie. But again, I mean, Love and Thunder opened to 144. Right. And this thing is not even no one's saying that that's possible with this. So th- the fact that this movie, if it makes 125, will be at the highest of its tracking. Mm hmm. Says something. I mean, what about you, Pat? I mean, how are you feeling about this in general? Like, as much as we like the Guardians, I still feel like me personally, I'm like, I could take or leave this movie as much as I love James Gunn. And I love Batista. And I love these movies. The first two of them. Why do I feel like this isn't a must-see? I, like, I, I just feel like it isn't a must-see this summer for I, me.
1: I think it might be because, and this is something we touched on with Jeff Bach in our summer movie preview episode, which, by the way, is now the biggest episode in the history of the B.O. Boys. So we could say yes. that officially. So Marvel's in decline. The B.O. Boys are only growing biggest episode in history. Yeah. April 2023 was the biggest month in the history, the history of the BO boys. So, just putting that out there that the BO boys are on fire right now. This is our And,
0: and can we really the, Yeah. Can we really well, It's not our peak. We're 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 on our way to our
1: peak, which yeah. is Yes, you're right. 100%
0: here's here's Marvel right and here's bo boys right? yes
1: yes We're and we places. gotta
0: thank yeah I wanna be boys wanna be girls wanna and B. wanna B. Be
1: o. people people thank you thank you for making April the biggest month in the history of the show and the summer movie preview our biggest episode ever and in that episode, we did touch on how, The major players in this Guardians of the Galaxy 3 all feel like they are already on to other things that both they and the public deem more important for them. You know, Dave Bautista, it's about Dune 2 and will he get an Oscar, nom, nom, nom. James Gunn, obviously, is he's on to the fact that he's running DC and is writing and directing a Superman movie. Chris Pratt, he's moved on to Mario. Mario is his new bread and butter. It's not Star-Lord. And I do think, and Zoe Zaldana, maybe she has a Star Trek movie. I don't know what, what she is, but she's always got something in the hopper. And I think that the public is aware of the fact that this is not their main priority anymore. When Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 comes out, for everyone, it feels like, this is the most important thing in their career up to that point, and it does not feel that way anymore. It feels like they checked out. It feels like this is the last day of school, and everyone has already moved on, and you're just at the school, and there's some seniors pulling pranks, and the teachers are smoking, and they're not teaching anything. They're showing a movie. This feels like the last day of school and in Guardians of the Galaxy, they're just going to pop on, you know, Ken Burns, a civil war just to burn off the last few hours of the of the the school year.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Pat. So we've talked previously and on this show about how the new late night shows mm-hmm. are Internet videos. That's where the real promotion happens are these videos that are pushed to your feed that are from. GQ and Lad Bible and all these things right. that, you know, eating hot wings, hot ones. I mean, hot ones is more culturally significant than any late night show going yes. right now. Yes. That's why everybody destroys their stomach. I mean, the great Bob Odenkirk mm-hmm. sat down and ate hot wings in order to promote his TV show, right? Right,
1: right. right. Our, our generation's so, Johnny Carson is a chicken wing.
0: Is a chicken wing. Yes. Absolutely. And so, There was one that was fed to me today. I was in bed all day trying to recuperate from the Star Wars influenza. Mm -hmm. And I um, saw, I was fed a video that was from IGN. Don't know what that stands for. Okay, But IGN had the cast of Guardians 3 Mm. commenting on the comments, right? Okay. And no Batista to be seen, but pratt was there and he was Mm. sitting next to james gunn and i swear he talked about mario in that video more than he talked about guardians right they were asking questions about mario during that segment commentate comment commenters they were answering questions that were about mario and so he he and he was making he was kind of making light of it right where he was like yeah If you don't know, I got this big thing going on. So I don't really need this. And you could feel it. You could feel, like you said, that last day of school energy. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Yep. And all the people who watch that IGN video, which like you said, that is the equivalent of going on the Tonight Show 30 years ago. All Mm -hmm. these people watch that. They come away from that video thinking, you know what? I got to go see Chris Pratt at the movies this weekend in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Not in Guardians. And I I feel that too. It feels like everyone involved with this movie is promoting and moved on to other things. It's like and the thing is Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out in 2017. That's a long time ago. You had the the delay of this movie because James Gunn got fired off of it from the tweets Mm -hmm. and he moved to DC. He did the suicide squad film and moved on to running DC and created the peacemaker show. This movie feels like it has been on the shelf for a while. Yes.
0: Musty. We always talk about musty movies and this has a bit of mustiness. You know,
1: it was supposed to originally be uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though. You wouldn't know this. David Thompson definitely would it, I think it was supposed to be the first movie that comes out of Endgame. Originally, you know, that was it would where make they sense they they had hoped to have Volume Three kick off the next phase. You know, I guess I guess that whatever that phase was that came after Endgame, and that didn't happen because James Gunn had his things going on and went to DC. So this really does feel like a movie that was supposed to have come out three or four years ago.
0: Yeah. And that's a problem too, where it is. I mean, that movie, the last one came out half a decade ago. Right. Right. So that is a long time. Right. Right. That is a long time. And people in those movies have gone up and down in their careers. Now, Pratt is reaching another new peak in his career. Right. So it's beneficial in that way, but I just think him as a checked out star in this. I mean, I don't think he's checked out in the movie necessarily. I haven't seen it. He seems like a real professional guy. I think he probably did what he could. He uh, he seems like he loves James Gunn and loves this cast. It's right, not, right. nothing against that creativity. No, team.
1: no, I don't think anyone is, on the is promotional end.
0: This. The promotional end is where you don't see the passion. Yes. And that's what people get to see before they see the movie. So that's more important than what the actual movie is, at least up until the first weekend when people actually see it and can say, this is good, this is bad, or whatever. Yes,
1: and and I can't remember how much promotion Vin Diesel ever did for these movies. I, I feel like he was never fully enmeshed in the cast when they would go out and promote previous guardians movies you know he plays him and
0: bradley cooper i don't think i don't think maybe vin diesel did stuff for the first one but i don't think they were really part of any
1: promotion right but but clearly vin diesel is not going to do anything for this movie this summer because he has fast x opening in three weeks so that is where all of his attention is going so there does there just doesn't seem to be anyone connected to this movie for whom this movie is the most important thing in their career. As it yeah. was for the first movie, where it was by far the most important thing in the career of James Gunn, Dave Bautista, Chris Pratt. I would say maybe even Zoe Zaldana at that point, but definitely the 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 other three killing
0: Gillum yeah 100%. Right,
1: right she also feels like she's moved on to other things and mm-hmm. I think that is a big difference I think the audience senses that and the you know it's in that tricky spot of being a sequel coming out six years later because six years is a long time in the sense that it's not capitalizing on the popularity of the previous movie quickly enough, but it's also Mm -hmm. not long enough where there is a nostalgia for it. You know, it's not a movie that's 10 or 15 years after the last movie where everyone's thinking, oh, finally we've been waiting for this. But it's not quick enough where it's like, oh, great. The thing I liked two years ago is back. It's in that tricky nether region of Oh, this is, they're still doing this?
0: Well, here's the thing, Pat, is what was so ingenious about that first cycle of Marvel movies from Iron Man to Endgame Mm -hmm. was that they were each sort of a sequel to each other. Yes. Right? So it didn't matter how far apart an Avengers movie was from the other Avengers movie, it was a sequel to a popular movie that had just come out. So that's why Marvel broke ground in so many ways, and that is now failing it because the problem now is that the this is a sequel to Quantumania now, mm. right? Mm. In the sense of Marvel just creates movies that are sequential, and they set that up that way. So if the ones before that are not beloved, the ones after that are going to suffer. Unless they're huge marquee movies that are, like, you know, the Black Panther movie, which everybody was going to go see because they love, you know, it means something more than just a Marvel movie to right, a lot right. of people. Right. Or if this right?
1: was a another Tom Holland Spider Man movie coming after Quantum Mania, no one would have given a shit about Quantum Mania at all.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. Those big marquee characters are those big sen- or those big sentimental kind of favorites, right? Those will do better. But that's the problem here is that that system is now broken
1: Mm, mm.
0: because it it is – you are not going to just assume that the next Marvel movie is going to be as good as the last
1: one. Right, 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 right. So we are at 30 minutes of I think heavily uh, negatively talking about this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I think it's time. Let's get into – Are our predictions for this weekend? And is it it, as we've spent a lot of time being negative on it? Do you feel any? All that said, do you do you feel any uh, uh, hope? I mean, we've gotten so negative. This is a a Marvel movie. It's the third Guardians movie. It it surely is going to do a hundred and And ten or so million, right? I mean, well, what are you
0: saying? Is that your number?
1: I can't go as high as David Thompson. I don't see one twenty five, but I also think it's gotta clear Quantumania by five or ten. I'm going one fifteen. I mean, if this can't barely beat ant quantamania it's gotta it's gotta do at least ten million better
0: well in marvel world that is barely beating it you yeah. know i mean there's no good number for this thing unless it jumps out of the gym which it's not gonna do so
1: what what do you have you it know? as do you do you are you lower than me do you think this is this is gonna basically do Mania numbers
0: no nah, i mean the thing is i trust austin and i trust mm-hmm. david because they are at that like i said previously in this episode they're on the streets right they're with right. the kids right. they're with they're in an age group that talks about these movies I'm in an age group that the only reason we talk about these movies is our interest in box office truly right and so I can't go against them mm-hmm. because I feel like they know stuff that I don't know just because they talk to that age group okay I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go as high obviously but I'll go 120 with them okay close. And and here's another thing that could be happening mm-hmm. is that Marvel is not as cool as it used to be. So there's probably a lot less people tweeting out that they're going to go see this movie this weekend. Mm. There's a lot less people touting this as, well, I'm going to go see this and I'm going to do this and Marvel rules. They might be like, well, I don't want to tell anybody, but I still like the Marvel movies. So I'm going to go see this. I think there's an element of that. I think there's an element of the Marvel fans dwindling, the vocal Marvel fans dwindling down but people still going to see this because this is the big first big movie of the summer. Mm. Like we forget this is the right. first summer movie and Mario might've stole a little bit of thunder. Like, but let's not forget that was not a, that was not a summer movie. Right. 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 That was a spring movie that, that ended up doing summer movie box office, right. Right. but that ain't a summer movie. So this is the beginning, right? This is the kickoff yep. and people will see how much moviegoers want to go to the theater with this, because they know that this is popcorn season. This is blockbuster movie season. And I think it's going to do higher than what Mm -hmm. the lowest people are saying, just because we're kicking off this season and people are going back to the theaters and they're excited about it.
1: Okay. There, There you have to factor that in. You're right. People just wanting to see the big thing to kick off the summer. Um, Let's just quickly just mention the existence of another movie that is coming out this weekend. I'm only saying we have to because it's coming out at on 2,650 theaters, so like a pretty decent count, and that is Screen Gems Romantic Comedy Love Again starring Priyanka Chopra Jonas and Sam Hugan, who's an actor from Outlander. And this movie is inspired... By the songs of Celine Dion, who is also in the movie. Now, Clayton, you said our age group, our friends right now are not talking about Guardians of the Galaxy and Marvel nearly as much as the younger people do. Is this more our speed? speed Now,
0: Celine's not one of our guys. Celine is older generation. I mean, we were kids. When she had her kind of imperial run on the charts. Oh, yeah. We were teenagers. But that was always aimed at older people. The Titanic song was just one of those things that tied into something that every teenager loved. But I think outside of that song, I don't know if there's people our age that are as big into Celine Dion as people maybe 10 years older than us.
1: Okay. So you would say Love Again, a movie inspired by the songs of Celine Dion, is maybe for a a age group that is 50 plus.
0: Yeah. Or I could even say 60 plus. Wow. Yeah. I could say 60 plus.
1: Wow. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be older female, Mm -hmm. you know, which we saw last week – was it last week when we had a very older female skewing film? Well, we had last I weekend remember Are You There what the God me
1: Margaret, which was heavily older female skewing. Yes, that so was the one we're thinking. yeah. Second yeah. I second weekend of Are You There God Is This Weekend.
0: That feels like a similar market. That feels to me like a similar uh, sort of market.
1: All right, well – So they're
0: being fed. I mean, they're being fed.
1: So, Clayton, do you want to talk top five here? And, and, and I mean we may we may have to factor love again based on the uh the songs of Celine Dion whether that will factor into our top fives and uh I'm also curious about how are you there God it's me Margaret could hold up in its second weekend well-reviewed movie is there any chance it is a very leggy movie so. Uh, would you like to go first on a top five predictions or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go
0: first. Okay. I mean, cause I think this is pretty, uh, uh not, I mean, it's straightforward at the top. Obviously I think gardens of the galaxy volume three slam doink. Number one yep, slam doink. I have it at $120 million. Number two, super Mario bros movie. I think this is going higher than the, the, the top fifth weekend. And I think it was frozen too. I can't remember exactly, but it's. Uh, I think that was nineteen some. So I do think this movie makes twenty. Okay. To beat that record, I think Evil Dead Rise is going to be number three. This thing has d- dropped fifty percent in its first weekend, mm-hmm. and I think this is a liked movie. So I think it's going to drop lower than fifty percent in the second weekend. So okay. I think that's going to be at number three. Number four. I do think Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret gets in there because at number five, Love Again just doesn't have the marketing Mm. power to really get higher than this. But I will say I I do think it's going to be close there at the bottom with John Wick. You still got air. You still got Dungeons and Dragons, but I, I think Love Again could could squeak out enough money to beat those titles because those other titles are all the sort of movie that a Guardians fan would go see.
1: Well, that right? that to me is almost what the most interesting aspect of of this this weekend, other than what Guardians number is, is of these three movies: John Wick Chapter Four, Dungeons and Dragons, and Air. Which have all been out six, five, four weeks. Which of those is going to take the biggest hit because of Guardians coming out? Because they're I mean, all dungeons. Male-scuing. I think dungeons
0: because okay. they have. The, it seems like they have the same tone. Uh huh. Uh huh. And and but I also think John Wick has has done its business. Yes. I, you know I th- I think John Wick is kind of like done what it's going to do. Which is, it's the, I think, the highest domestic of all the John Wick movies, but its budget, and I know you always say the budget's what the budget is, was way higher than the other ones. It was $100 million compared to, what, 40 50 for the other ones. So mm. this movie made a little bit more than the third one, but at a much higher budget. So it's still a hit, but it didn't make that much more than the third one did. So... I think John Wick gets hit, and I think Dungeons & Dragons get uh, hit. I mean- Air, Air's coming to Prime, like, next week or so, mm -hmm. so that could be a thing, too. So I I don't think any of them have any more real heat on them.
1: I think this, it could be interesting if Air is able to hop over Dungeons & Dragons and John Wick this weekend, because they're all very close. They They all came in in the $4 million range- And if Wick and Dungeons and Dragons lose a lot of theaters and all the guys who want to see an action movie go to Guardians, I could see one last gasp of air. And it actually finishes ahead of at least Dungeons and Dragons and maybe even John Wick. So here, I'm going to go nuts with this prediction. Guardians of the Galaxy, number one, of course. And I say, I'm going 110. I'm going 110. I'm going low on this. Number two, Super Mario Brothers movie, of course. Number three, I'm going to go nuts and say, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Because I think Evil Dead Rise is going to lose a lot more of its customer base to Guardians than are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. And I think that, I'm just going to say, I think that movie is going to hold really well. And I got that at number three. Then Evil Dead Rise number four. And I'm going air number five. I'm going air, just hopping over Dungeon Dragons and John Wick. And and it gets into the top five. Uh, you know what? In the words of the Flash trailer, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Well, wait. So Love Again is nowhere to be seen? No, I, I do not think Love Again is going to. I think Love Again is going to make like $2 million.
0: Okay. All right. All right. I think Love Again
1: okay. makes $2 million.
0: It's possible. I mean I, I I mean that's the thing it's like it definitely could make like 1.5.
1: Oh, definitely. It is I mean inspired by the songs of Celine Dion I think that is a tough sell right now. I think that's
0: Ah, uh, but that's the thing is there's there's people at the box
1: office. I'm not saying at the CD rack at Best Buy, at the CD rack of Best Buy, The Songs of Celine Dion still flying off of the spindles there. You know, those, those spinner racks, those Celine Dion CDs still flying off the shelves there, but at the box office, I don't know. Well, Pat, I think we did it. Oh, we definitely did it. So email us, of course, the be all boys podcast at gmail.com become YouTube subscriber. I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, you would have gotten to see Clayton's uh, rage when I said, may the fourth be with you. So you got to subscribe on YouTube Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And like I said, BO Boys are on the rise. Biggest month of all time in April. So let your people know to become part of this. This is the place to be, is listening to the BO Boys. So give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and tweet about us and, and tell your friends to listen. Of course, follow us on social media at the BO Boys Pod. Want to be intern, Christopher continues killing it with the video clips. Those are sweeping the nation. Everyone loves those video clips. And uh yeah, and I said email us the B-O boys, podcast at gmail.com and that's all I got, Clayton. Well that's for sure all I got other
0: than the Star Wars influenza. But until next time.
1: Will we'll smell. smell- you. Ah. Uh.